Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me on an episode of Mind Maps with Anna Ho, where each episode we will be traveling to a new destination on our mind maps and delving deeper into really cool people's mindsets and learning more about their perspectives and really unique experiences and also just some fun stuff like what their favorite movie that they've watched was. I hope you guys enjoy and thank you for listening. Hey guys, so I'm back and I'm super excited with my new guest today. Um, it was like a super crazy story, honestly, how we yeah. met, um, but I'm just super excited. I feel like he's going to have a bunch of cool perspectives and just things um, to talk about. So yeah, without further ado, Simon, if you want a little introduction real quick. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, like Anna said, this is kind of wild how we met. Um, actually, the story is, so we both go to the University of Michigan and we're doing some group work. And I looked down at her computer and she has a sticker uh, from Perspectopia, which is one of my close friends, Max's brand. And so we kind of talked about that and found out Max was on her podcast. And that was really cool. And so, yeah, um, my name is Simon. I'm a sophomore at University of Michigan. I took a gap year last year. And I'm also a full-time content creator. been doing this for the past two years. Um, and yeah, just like have been really into storytelling, creating content on YouTube, TikTok, whatnot. And uh, meeting a lot of people online through that and have come across some pretty cool projects through that. So yeah, excited about our conversation. It'll be really cool, really fun. Thanks for having yeah. me, Anna. I uh, appreciate it. Super cool. I am so stoked. Literally, I remember after our interaction, I like watched all your like YouTube videos and TikTok <laughs> and I was like, wait, this is so cool. Like I love what you stand for and just everything you talk about. Um, but I guess getting into that more and just like YouTube, I want to know like how did you first just initially start getting into YouTube? Was there like some something that just like sparked in your mind like over quarantine was like, hey, I want to start doing this or was it just like a slow progression of you've always kind of had this thought of wanting to do YouTube? Yeah, so growing up, uh, I think this is a shared sentiment along a lot of people that do stuff online. Um, but I would create a lot of videos and I actually like recounted all the YouTube channels I had growing up. It was like seven or eight. Uh, it was from like a Minecraft YouTube channel to like uh, a football highlights YouTube channel to I think there's like Clash of Clans in there. And then I did a Madden mobile YouTube channel uh, and some commentary YouTube channels, Call of Duty. And so I always knew that this was something that I would definitely focus a lot of time on. Um, specifically that Madden mobile YouTube channel I created it was like my eighth grade year freshman year of high school and uh, it actually reached like 10,000 subscribers and my videos were getting a few thousand views and I remember that being really fun and so ever since then I was like yeah for sure I'm gonna end up doing something uh, and so I think it was junior year of high school I didn't have a creative outlet I was just kind of grinding school working really hard in that aspect and that was a pretty tough point in my life because it was my first time not having said creative outlet and so I remember I made the promise to myself back then that, hey, the next big thing that happens, I'm going to make sure um, that I hop on that trend. Whatever it is, if it's revolving, having a presence online, I want to do that. I want to be there. And so I thought it'd be like a video game or something, but it ended up being TikTok. And so I started creating videos that were, uh, you know, just trend videos, whatever. This was very early days, uh, just trying to like messing around with the app. And I thought it was really fun. And I ended up creating a video on my first account, which was discontinued, just like a bunch of stupid stuff. Um, that was different. It was horizontal as a minute. And it was talking about uh, 
mental health topics. And that's kind of something I, I really got into. And so I decided to end that first account, create a second one, Wholesome Simon. Uh, and during quarantine, I would post on YouTube, post on TikTok a lot. And uh, I have a few inspirations, Miles Carter, Montel Fish, really love what they're doing. And so I just kind of followed that and uh, just kept going with that the past few years. And that's kind of what led me to being here today. Yeah, no, that's so dope. I actually have this like vivid memory of like this year when I was like low key going, you know how in college you just like get isolated sometimes, you feel like yeah. very alone. And I was like going through one of those phases, it was just like one of those weeks. And I just searched up like on YouTube, I was like, oh, a video to watch when I'm just like sad or something. And yours was the first one that popped up, which was so crazy because this was crazy. like, it was like a week after we met. And I was like, oh my goodness, that's like absolutely insane. But I was like watching it and I honestly like really truly felt so much better. After after just like hearing words, I remember you talking about just like blocking out the noise around you, something along those lines. Um, and so I guess going on to this topic of like more mental health, um, what was the process like kind of for you to like first go through those periods, those like more difficult periods of um, times and then like kind of formatting that into like a video and like how you um, thought of different advice to give people based on those experiences? Yeah, totally. I mean, that's like one of the things that was interesting to me and something I continue to try to do. So I think in the beginning, it was more of me literally just writing down how I was feeling and trying to express that in any way, uh, whether that be like a more spoken word video, whether it be like integrating into a vlog. Um, it was more of like addressing these mental health topics head on. So whether that's anxiety, I'd make a video about like, hey, this is I'm feeling anxious because of all these things I'm doing and all the stuff that's on my plate. And I'd go out and do something for that. Or I'm feeling a little sad and trying to break that down and just kind of like taking in a lot of advice from the people I watch online or, or a lot of things that have stuck with me and uh, trying to give that out back out to more people and let that advice reach more people. Um, I think how that's changed is like, I still feel like mental health is like the core of everything I create and creating more meaningful content online. But I realized that after creating videos like that for a while, it does become a burden to kind of talk about those things head on. First, I'm not like a licensed therapist, right? Second, um, for example, if if I need to make a video about feeling anxious, I kind of have to put myself in that mindset first. So I think over the past year, I've kind of transitioned into making videos about the things that I enjoy and tying them into having mental health be an underlying thing. For example, like going out in nature, I took a road trip with my friends, it was really good for my mental health. And so I was like, hey, I'm gonna start making travel content or content about my travels because I love getting outdoors. And so that's what's helped my mental health. Why don't I try to show that? So I've been trying to like maybe do more things where it's, hey, this is an outlet you can do. Um, but that's kind of like how I decided to weigh uh, what I would say and kind of how I'd integrate mental health into everything I create. Wait, that is so cool. Um, I guess like I kind of saw this progression too when I was looking at your videos of how now I saw like that road trip that you took with like your YouTube friend um, versus like your earlier videos about like, oh, when you're sad, look at this video or about anxiety. And that's like such an interesting way to like still kind of talk about mental health, but not necessarily have to like, like you said, put yourself in the shoes of like, oh, I have to think about like how I feel when I'm anxious or when I'm like more depressed. Um, and so that's definitely probably a healthier way to do it. And I personally feel like very inspired too after watching like these new videos on like you know just doing things that you love um so I think that's an amazing way still to kind of incorporate um this culture of still letting people just like get out doing their passions doing what they love things like that um but I guess kind of going into that I want to know more about this like decision to go on a 
um, trip with, like, your friend in a van, like, live in her van, I would say, for, like, a month? Like, what was this, like, decision, like, the process of it? Like, was it very spontaneous? Was it planned? Um, And what was the whole experience like? Yeah, so my friend Natalie, she makes videos online. I met her um, uh, backtracking. It's about a year ago, a little over a year ago. Um, I'd just taken a gap year, uh, didn't have a lot of friends, didn't know what to do. All my friends were going back to college. I was like, crap, what do I do now? And so the answer was in finding people online that I thought were making cool things. So I met a lot of really cool people and we decided to drive out to the middle of nowhere in Montana. It was called the wholesome house. Uh, and we rented this big cabin around along a river and we just became really tight, uh, from that and became really like close, I would say. And so it was interesting to go from being like online friends to actually like, these are some of my best friends. Uh, but Natalie was actually there and she was one of the people that we've been in contact with. She makes incredible films online. Her stuff's amazing. And so it was right after I ended my clothing brand and I decided to take a trip to Canada. I was already going to Canada and I, I told Natalie like, Hey, I'm going to Canada. Uh, because she had said she wants to go to Canada sometime soon or go on a trip. And so it kind of worked out because she's from Oregon and she's not too far off uh, from the border. And so we decided to meet up there. Um, I'd known her, like we had gotten on calls. We had done a lot of stuff beforehand, but we hadn't really hung out for a long period of time together, like in person. So uh, it was definitely like adjustment being in a small van with someone for that long, but it's beautiful there. Um, and it's just kind of along the lines of, hey, I I'm I'm not I'm not in school right now. I don't really have a lot of friends from college, whatnot. Like, why don't we just do this instead? So, um, yeah, it was definitely a great decision. That trip was incredible. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. I totally like feel that because I feel like similarly in quarantine, especially when I was like online for my last two years of high school, mm-hmm. I was definitely feeling like very isolated. Um, and I was like, oh, what can I do to just still like interact with people and like meet a bunch of cool people? And that's where like the idea of my podcast came along was like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, like I can interview like a bunch of people. At first, I thought it would just like kind of be within Michigan or like my small town. Yeah. And then it just kind of like grew to like people from all over the world. I remember there was this one guy that um, I interviewed. He's actually part of Perspectopia. um, And he's like... I think he's like a he's a British flight attendant and I don't know if you've heard of him before from like Max or anything but he's like the head of the Perspectopia Discord if you do you know who I'm talking about Vince Vince okay I'm gonna talk to Max okay okay no yeah but like um I vividly remember just like going on discord one day and like he was talking on Perspectopia and he's talking about all these like adventures that he had been on because he's a flight attendant and then I had him on the podcast like to learn about that more and he went like a non-traditional route of like going to flight attendant school or something trade school after college or after high school and then he became a flight attendant when he was like 21 20 around there um and he was like i want to say 23 24 at the time and he already traveled so much of the world and he could tell me like any place i went like the best food the best places to go and i was like that is so amazing to kind of just like get out of my bubble learn about different perspectives um and people outside um of just like my little small town um but yeah so i was just like i relate with that a lot as well um but like you mentioned your gap year and I kind of want to learn a little bit more about that um this is kind of like a very big question so if you want to take it in chunks um go for it but so what was like would you say the biggest lesson you learned from your gap year and kind of what was the process like of deciding okay I want to do this I want to take gap year um and take like a different route from the traditional like obviously you go to an amazing four-year um college University of Michigan what was that like making that jump 
What's interesting is like uh, my first year was online. So it was 2020 is the COVID year. And so that was my freshman year. I came into the dorm, stayed here for like two months. Uh, and throughout that time, I was posting videos. Um, but I, I kind of came to realize that this, this thing I was doing online, like there was something there. And like, especially with the clothing brand, I was like, hey, I'm a, I think I'm going to be able to support myself off this. And so then came the idea of like, hey, I took college online. It's It's weird because I grew up like, I was in an Asian household, very, very traditional. And so it was always kind of expected of me to finish college and go to like, you know, work really hard in my studies. Um, but the thing is, COVID kind of almost gave me an excuse to be like, well, I don't know if we'll really be back to normal next year. Why not take a year off? And it kind of worked in, the, in, in a great way because like at the time, the clothing brand was growing, the videos I was creating were good. And I also realized like, hey, I wasn't really like integrated into like, a community at, at the University of Michigan yet so if maybe if I had been on campus a whole year it might have, might have been harder for me to take that gap year um, but I actually made that decision um, like before the second semester of my freshman year and so I just finished out that year I took the gap year uh, and yeah looking back on it I'm not really sure why I was so confident in it but I think at that point it, it was like hey this makes sense I'm gonna do it worse what's the worst that can happen um, and I think I attribute to being in like that COVID bubble era, like to that, where it didn't seem like my decision would make that big of a difference since everything was online, um, but it was never that difficult. And so I think like I'm working, this is actually a good question because I'm working on that video right now about my entire gap year. It's taking me a while, but it's uh -huh. giving me a chance to like reflect on it. So I would say like at the beginning of my gap year, I was really numbers driven, goal oriented. Um, I, I remember like just working on the business, working on videos, working on YouTube videos, working on all this different stuff, Instagram and, and trying to do it all. Uh, and I think that was definitely difficult. I came into it being like, Hey, these are my goals. I want to reach 2 million followers on TikTok. I want to reach hundred K on YouTube, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of like how I approached a gap year. Like, Hey, I'm taking this year off. I need to get something done, be productive. Um, because obviously I don't just want to take this off just to not get anything done by the end of it. And mm -hmm. so I was very like, driven in that sense I remember this is a story I tell people because it shows how much like a crackhead I was I would like I had this app on my phone that was like an alarm and you had to scan my wallpaper because there's a QR code of my computer to get up and I just like wake up at like 5 a.m and work up block on my day it was it was stupid so I was like on that like grind set hustle crap mentality for a lot of it and what ended up happening is that year I didn't hit any of my goals objectively and that was really difficult. I ended up quitting my business later. This would come along later, but um, in a way it kind of taught me what was important because I'd met all these incredible friends online, built this incredible community online. And so I think halfway through the gap year, it transitioned into, hey, like, what can I learn about myself? What can I learn about these friends? What can, what can I build here as a community? And I think I focused more on the people um, I like to tell people this sounds very pretentious, but like, uh, I just kind of like found myself during the gap year, I think, um, because even being back in school is kind of like, you can just get caught up with checking off the boxes and not thinking about things that aren't that important, which is like, what type of person am I? Um, and so I think I kind of got a better understanding of who I am from, from the gap year. Um, so yeah, it was a good year. Yeah, a hundred percent. I also like, I relate with that a lot as well, because I feel like recently I kind of had an epiphany where like, like you said, like, especially in college, you're like, always focused about, okay, I need to get XYZ done. I need to get this grade in this class in order 
um, to get this internship and then to get this like whatever six-figure job out of college um, and I feel like that can be a mindset that a lot of people just like are zoned into and it's hard to like think outside of that um, and so like I just had this epiphany the other day and I was like wait what is like the reason we're doing this like what's the reason I want like a six-figure job at like one of these big firms or whatever like besides getting money and but also at the same time like okay I can get money buy materialistic things to what impress like people that I don't even really care about that much or just you know what I'm saying I just like mm, yeah. I felt like everything was just like a status game and I was like what actually like is meaningful in the end of life and like what I want to do you know what I mean and that's yeah. where I was like where you were saying like it's about like the people the type of person I am um doing things I love pursuing passions etc different things like that and I think that was just something I was struggling with a lot this year because I'm mm. sure you know like in Ross especially yeah. too yeah. it's like everybody is like zoned into like all these like jobs which is like also it's fine if like that's what you want to do in life that's totally fine um but I just had this like realization I was like wait a minute is that really what I want to do with my life like I you know what I'm saying 100% I think like that culture can get really like echo chambery especially in somewhere like Ross um where even my first few months of school I was like what the heck am I doing like do I have to like recruit for five like what do I do and so I had to kind of like check myself and like pull myself out of there and be like okay I'm not gonna do anything this summer in terms of like an internship that's not for me um but it's very difficult and I don't know I think it's the way I see it is like you have to check these certain boxes off to survive right and so it's like hey like let's check off the box of like let me get a job let me get a degree let's check off the boxes but there are some other boxes that are like optional I see it as and the optional things are like how do I like to dress? The optional things are like, what do I, what type of music do I enjoy? The optional things are like, how do I want to decorate my room? Um, or what do I care about? And like those optional things are really important, but you can go your whole life without looking at them because they're, they're optional. Like, and so I, I think definitely being here, it's, it's hard to yeah. kind of check yourself, but I'm, and I'm glad you're checking yourself as well in that. I think it's really important. Yeah. I feel the same way. Yeah. I'm just like, it's so nice when you talk to somebody and like they have a similar mindset, you know what I'm saying? It's just like very yeah. refreshing. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then so I know we kind of mentioned your clothing business a little bit. I want to get into that since I know that was also pretty big factor into this whole like kind of brand that is Wholesome Simon. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, just like starting off when you initially went into making this um, brand Wholesome Simon or Keep It Wholesome, um, what was the process like? Was it just like, oh, I need to get a team of people or were you just like, no, I'm just going to do it all by myself? What was it like? Yeah, so like initially it was like, hey, end off each video with Keep It Wholesome. Let's find out a way to like uh bring this brand into the physical world this community into the physical world and so was making clothing was kind of the second option uh, and accessories was like an obvious like next step up and so we decided to start keep a wholesome um and yeah i have a video about why i ended up quitting the brand but essentially like it was like the side thing and i think the hardest part was like not understanding how to scale or how to like manage the business side of things um because I was very like creatively focused on the videos and the community but when it came to business it was like hey I'm just gonna try making this business like this should be fun and then realizing that hey this thing's growing really fast like how am I supposed to actually manage a business or is managing a business something I actually want to do uh and so yeah my whole thing was like do it alone and then I would obviously like hire my friends uh and and some people from my hometown to help out um, but I could never like get to the point where I was like operating it like, like a business per se. It just didn't feel right. It was so intertwined with my personal brand. I wanted to feel personal. I wanted to have hands on everything. And so that ended up making me completely burn out and kind of reevaluate what I cared about. And so 
don't know. It was a good learning experience. Ran it for two years to help support my gap year. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, but yeah, it did feel good to end that on my own terms and, and walk away from something voluntarily and like just, you know, on something that a lot of people were saying, hey, you should continue this. You should do this. You should do this. And just being like, no, nah, like this is not what I want to do. Um, but yeah, it was a crazy journey. Um, yeah, I, not much more I can say about it. I learned a lot. Yeah, no, that's like really good, though, that I feel like you didn't try to listen to what other people are saying or give into that pressure of like, oh, you should keep doing it, grow it. If you like really felt like, no, this is the end. If I take on more, it's just not going to happen. Like it's probably going to be super detrimental to like your mental health. And if not, everything else that falls into place. Um, but so would you say that that would be kind of advice that you would give to other people that would want to start their own clothing? The rent is like kind of reevaluate, like look into, OK, if this does grow to like a bigger size think about the business implications behind that yeah almost like what I give advice for now is like moving into what I've started to do with my friends and like having different co-founders is like try to find a partner to start these businesses with even if it's off your personal brand like try to find a manager or someone to do it with it's just so much easier when you have another person like for me it was kind of difficult because it's hard to bring on a partner once you've already started this and it's so personal to you but like definitely like because I, I in the past year I've started a lot of different projects with a bunch of other people uh and it's just become so much easier and and things get done better and you feel less alone in it and so I would say like my best advice would be like try to find a, a co-founder or someone uh that has a different skill set than you potentially or just is like someone you think would be you'd work well with and try to do it that way even if it's off your personal brand because doing it alone is very difficult and like especially if you have no prior knowledge even if you have good mentors like it's going to be difficult so i would say that's my biggest piece of advice there that is great advice i do remember i'm not sure if i watched it but i remember seeing you had like a video on like why you should do business with like your best friend and it was like yeah, some partnership yeah. with natalie um but i guess going into more of like this montana retreat where you met natalie um i want to know if like was this kind of a turning point for you when you were able to meet and like kind of stay with a bunch of other creators that you met online and be inspired by them and also kind of going into more creator camp llc um was this like inspiration for that as well yeah, totally. So in Montana, it was like, so we have been talking about this for the past few years. This is like the main thing at the core. It's it's mental health is related with this. Good storytelling is related with this. It's the concept that like, like, hey, meaningful storytelling and meaningful content online is really important. And right now those stories aren't being told, right? And so we look at like what's getting big on YouTube. It's it's a lot of algorithm driven things, whether that's short form video, that's kind of just, a lot of it's just engineered to make you watch longer. Like, like looking at the analytics, how do we increase CTR? But nothing in there is like kind of reflecting on how this video is going to make someone feel. And so I think we kind of came up with that concept there in Montana and what was important and laid out the values um and just meeting other creators uh like coming from a smaller town in in michigan it was like there aren't a lot of creators out here or people doing the same thing uh and so it's kind of difficult to find a community there so just being in person like the energy was great a lot of great ideas came out of that and just like deepened friendships and i think that was kind of the framework we took actually like talking about creator camp which is our creator event um that we started uh it started as trying to do wholesome house too. Like it started as let's do wholesome house again. But the thing is like, it was only five, six, seven of us and we couldn't find a sponsor and we didn't want to spend a bunch of money again. And so we're like, Hey, let's just make this bigger. So it's literally what created creator camp as a business, as a, as a project. Um, but yeah, like 
Wholesome House One, super influential, uh, definitely helped me feel like I was less alone and meeting these incredibly talented people uh, who would become my best friends. It, it meant everything. And I'm glad that happened early in my gap year because it definitely set the tone. A hundred percent. No, I remember watching as well, like Max's videos when he was at the retreat. And then it was just so crazy to me when I met you because I was like, wait, I was literally like watching videos with you in them without knowing that I would like meet you a year later, like not less than a year later, which is so insane to me. Wild. Yeah. But I was like, it does seem just like such a nice just environment to have like so much creativity, so much inspiration and other people that are doing the same thing that you're doing to help you like, hey, um, if you need like inspo or if you need critiques on a video, just like, yeah. have them right there um, to help you with that. So that is amazing. Um, I would say then we covered like a good chunk of just your like Wholesome Simon brand, Keep It Wholesome, YouTube, TikTok, everything in between. So now kind of transitioning into more of our mindset questions, um, which is what this podcast is about, just like kind of digging deeper into your mind. These get a little bit more deep. So if you just need some time to like think, I totally get it, no worries at all. Um, but so my first question for you, which is very big one, so take as much time as needed, but what do you think your current greatest failure or like difficulty um, in whatever endeavors it's been or like in your life in general has been? Um, and what do you think you have learned from it or was the biggest lesson you've gained from that? Definitely my biggest failure was like failing to operate, keep it wholesome and quitting, keep it wholesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, looking back on it, it like definitely pushed me in the right direction. And I couldn't have done all this other stuff without that failure. Uh, But just in general, like looking back at how I operated it, like I definitely didn't do my best in in that aspect or didn't get enough help or didn't really know how to operate this big thing. And so that was definitely my biggest failure was having to quit it, quit that brand. Um, But I think like my mindset now, especially is like, you just learn so much by doing so you know a risk of doing anything is going to be you failing but that's just part of the learning so after that definitely transitioned into every single thing i'm doing now i have one two three co-founders with and so that definitely helps a lot it kind of taught me to hey don't do this alone get other people to help you and it's going to be it's okay and so that's the biggest thing i kind of took away from that Uh, but definitely my biggest failure because there was a lot of potential there could have kept running and there's definitely like you know i didn't end it the most gracefully i could have ended it a little better um, it was kind of abrupt, but I think overall, I'm still proud of the work that was that was done there. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I think that's something that's also like very overlooked now is um, like turning your failures into a learning experience and kind of going through them to become even more successful and improved. Because I feel like a lot of times people just highlight the success and like, oh, people started off just being amazingly great at what they're doing or like successful and they don't highlight like, oh, all the little road bumps within their path into becoming who they are. I know for me too like um obviously i probably probably went through like club recruiting stuff with like ross and that was so just like crazy to me i did not know i had to like (laughs) recruit for clubs i thought i could just like join a club and it'd be fine and then i remember because i was so scared of like oh my gosh if i don't get in i wouldn't even take the initial step of like applying to something um and i feel like that was something that i had to go over is like um you have to go through like hardship and failures first in order to get that like one success or just become a better person so I think that's a really valuable lesson. Definitely. I think like one thing I was talking with a friend this morning that came up was like, hey, as an artist, as a creative, like the issue is businesses are built inherently to last forever. Like if you look at 
building Coca-Cola has been around for hundreds of years. If you look at all these businesses, their goal is to last forever, make money forever, right? But as an artist, it's you as a person and you're not going to be one way forever. So for example, like Anna running this podcast, like you're not just this podcast forever, but the business side would be like, Hey, we're going to run this podcast. We're going to grow to the scale. We're going to do this, but maybe you don't want to do that. And so I think that's important. That's something I learned as well was like, Hey, I can start my YouTube channel, but I can also cut it off whenever I want. And that's okay because I'm not interested in that anymore. I'm just going to go off and start a jewelry line or something because I'm interested in that. It's just being very open to that multidisciplinary aspect of like whatever you're creating, I think is really important. And I think that takes a little pressure off in terms of, hey, I don't need to do this thing forever. Even if it's doing well, making money, whatever, like if I don't like it, I'm just going to start something else and whatever else you're interested in is going to happen. So um. I think that's really important and something that I learned from that as well that I just want to bring up. Yeah, wait, that's actually a really good point. I never even thought about that as like, because I did have a kind of hiatus with my podcast. It's been like almost now I want to say two years since I touched it, um, since I started in quarantine. And that's when it was like really gaining traction. Um, But I remember it was just like that initial first year of just like freshman year really like got to me. And I just like, I just needed to take a break. And um, yeah, but I don't know. That's like a really interesting point. I just never thought about how like that's so true as a creative person or as, as somebody that's always changed and evolving like you're obviously not gonna want to last or like do this one specific thing all your life and it probably wouldn't stay um the same either that's very interesting point very interesting point thank you for bringing that up um but another question i also want to know this because i feel like i need to kind of like learn better tools of like being organized but so like what techniques or tools do you kind of keep yourself organized to like keep making i see like you're still making some tiktok videos or videos on instagram i'm just like spending time on doing that stuff as well as balancing school honestly like i mean this is what i tell people like if i was doing any other major than business it would be game over for me (laughs) but honestly (laughs) at least for me being in ross is like giving me a lot of free time which is nice i know they design it that way Mm -hmm. um and also to to put an asterisk on this, like I I've only created TikTok videos um if they're a brand deal. So I'm not very much like posting on short form content. Yeah. I'm just trying to do the bare minimum right now. Um, but that being said, what I've started to do is that's been really helpful for me. And obviously this is privilege of taking a a lighter course load. And also like my main priority isn't to get like great grades. It's mostly the other things I'm working on. But uh I kind of structure my week in terms of like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I literally only focus on schoolwork and that's all I do the entire day. I do not touch videos or creative stuff. I get on meetings and and do business stuff, uh, like send emails, but in terms of like actually touching the videos, don't do that. Um, And then like Wednesday, Friday, weekend, that's like when I do the creative stuff and and dig a little deeper on that. And so that's been helping me is like blocking out because I think the issue with like what I, what I'm doing is like all of a sudden, like you could be working on homework, then all of a sudden be working on a YouTube video, then work on sending an emailing a contract or something, then, then going to like recording some other thing. And it's like all this different stuff. And it's like your brain needs time to kind of, it messes with your brain to jump from thing to thing. So that's been really helpful for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really use any, like, I have like a personal roadmap, which is like a Google doc where I just have like, Oh, creator camp. This is what I'm going to do this week. Uh, the YouTube channel this is what I'm going to do this week. Uh, the other stuff this is what I'm going to do this week. So that's kind of how I, I structure my life. But like, I've never been able to use like to do lists or notion or anything. <laughs> it's, it hasn't worked out, but that's, that's been working so far. I've been using that system for like three weeks and it's, it's been good. 
Cool. Wait, yeah, that's actually a very cool system because, like, like you mentioned, if I'm always doing, like, oh, I have to do something for my club and then I have to work on, like, TO or, like, math stuff, it's just, yeah. like, always my brain's just going a thousand different directions and it's, like, hard to stay, like, focused on one thing or even, like, put out my best work for one thing if yeah. you're doing a bunch of other things. So that's yeah. actually a very, like, it's simple and effective and it makes sense, but I don't know why, like, I've never thought of just, like, spending a whole day just, like, okay, work, school, and then, like, other stuff next day yeah. definitely we'll try yeah. that um but yeah cool 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 and then my next question is was there a person in your like life or career that really made a difference or just like taught you a really important lesson that you still keep with yourself today like over here i have like this is my room and over here i have all these like dispos from like what i've done there's the original wholesome house like it has everyone's fingerprint yeah. and they signed it and then we got that and i think like all my friends I've met online have seriously, especially the core group of people like at the original Wholesome House, whether that's people I've made creator camp with, have had such a profound impact on my life uh, in terms of like development as an artist, as a storyteller and just a better person in general. Um, I think what's interesting is like you can you can go your whole life and meet a bunch of great friends mm -hmm. but the thing is it's just because of proximity and i always get kind of i always forget how weird it is to make online friends i bet for you you've made online friends probably um for me a lot like majority of my best friends are from online and so that's a little odd but the thing is these people like that you spend time with and get to meet in person from online it, it, you've developed this very quick deep connection with them because you're not just friends because of proximity, you're friends because your values are the same and you really put in the effort. And so whether that's being in a Discord call to like 3 a.m. working on videos together, whether it's talking about the future of content online and nerding out about that for a while or talking about our businesses and getting on business calls, mm -hmm. I think in general, they've taught me so many things about life and, and especially about like what the possibilities are in life and how you can kind of uh, work to create a bunch of cool things and an amazing life for yourself. Uh, and I've definitely like learned so much from them. There's not a specific quote or anything, but it's just the feeling and the energy that I get from this entire group that uh, has impacted my life and definitely changed my life forever. I, I couldn't imagine if I went back to school last year and I was oh. a junior now, it'd be totally different. But, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'd say like all those, those, all those guys. I feel like that's something that a lot of people and like listeners need to hear. Um, and people like don't really think about is that there's so many people in the world. There's like what more than 7 million people in the world that you've yet to meet in your life. You're only friends with, like you said, people because of proximity. Like I remember this summer I went to New York, like for two weeks. I've always mm -hmm. loved New York I'm like very very much like a city person um and I just like love the energy and like the how everybody's just like they appreciate individuality but also at the same time they don't care like what you're doing if that makes sense like everybody's yeah. doing their own thing on their own time but they they appreciate if you're doing something different being yourself um yeah. and I remember I went to this like flea market two of the Sundays that I was there and there was this lady she like made her own clothes and was like selling them the coolest life story and I was like it's just crazy to me that there's so many just cool people out there that I've yet to meet um and like you said just like online I have the opportunity to just like go on Instagram make a podcast episode with somebody and just like have a cool connection and just like grow it from there which I think is really overlooked nowadays just because especially in college when you have all these people yeah. within this proximity doing like 
going to games, going to parties together, it can get really like closed-minded I feel like and just like oh I want to hang out specifically with these people but there is a whole other world sea of people out there to me um so it's like a really good point yeah yeah if you're listening to this right now and you want to get involved in these communities just like I would I mean everything I've done this past gap year and all the people I've met is because is literally because I saw one of Ryan good friend Ryaning uh, one of his YouTube videos about him getting rejected from NIU and dropping out of college. Mm-hmm. And literally he had like a few thousand subscribers at the time. I sent him a DM and it was like, Hey, I really love what you're doing. And from that on, like the rest is history. That's how like we did the wholesome house. That's why I did creator camp. That's how, you know, we've been close friends. And so I also like to say that the best form of networking is like making really cool stuff and putting yourself out there, uh, which may be harder for some people than others. But I only was able to find Ryan and send him a DM. And Max also saw that video and sent him a DM too. And so it's like, hey, he he didn't have to like come find us. He just made something cool and like everyone wanted to support. So then that's a great place to find find like minded people for sure. Yeah, 100%. That's actually so funny because I remember when, so we, we did a FaceTime call after the class when we met. And I remember during the FaceTime call, it was supposed to be for Max, but Max didn't pick up. But it was in like a group chat with like Ryan and a few other people. And Ryan and another guy picked up. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, wait, is that Ryan Yun? Like, I was like, wait, I literally watched your video like two years ago about you getting rejected from you. And I was like, it was just absolutely insane. Just like the connections. Like, the world is honestly such a small place. Like, at the end of yeah. the day, like, you really don't know who you're gonna meet even our like the way that we met it was just so insane to me um but yeah I definitely agree that is something that we definitely need to prioritize more is just like meeting people outside of your little proximity circle um but yeah so now going on to another question I would like to know what do you kind of ultimately want to become is there like a goal in life that you specifically want to reach um it could be very vague or something very specific whatever you are thinking Uh, so it's funny because me and my friends we like to say that like so uh, in pokemon their evolutions we feel like in in human life and self-development their evolution so we just say it's funny mm-hmm. um, i think i'm at the first stage of that i'm like a, i'm like a charmander or something you know uh-huh. um but you look around and you see these people you look up to like like tyler the creator like pharrell like daniel arsham like um, there's a 17-year-old artist out of Hong Kong. His name's uh, your local off god. He makes really cool stuff. And we, we call him, he's like a Charizard is a joke. Like He's like leveled up. And so my, I, I've been thinking about this for a while. I think a few of my main goals are one, to design furniture eventually, because I feel like every artist, like their end goal and how they've made it is they design furniture for a living and spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something I eventually want to do. And then the other thing is just literally to either be like, I don't know, to to this this is corny but I feel like this is really important mm-hmm. is to like find someone I love and have great relationships and oh. and wake up next to someone I love um and I feel like that's those are the main goals I have like yes all this other stuff is really cool but it's furniture and 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 finding <laughs> a wife or something you know yeah. like that, yeah. those are the two main ones I agree with that I think everybody has like those two goals one is like career oriented or like just like what you want to do in life passions whatever oriented another is just like about love like finding that person you know and like I totally agree actually that's funny that you bring that up about like every creative person just at the end of the day like making furniture I recently saw I don't know if you saw like Brad Pitt he's doing like art now yeah no he like he's making like the coolest sculptures and they're being like exhibited in like these museums and I was just like it's it's so insane to me because I feel like yeah every artist just like at the end of the day does something really whether it's like furniture making furniture 
making paintings, whatever. It's just like so cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I thought when you brought that up. But now onto some like more fun questions. They're kind of like, okay. yeah, just like very fun questions. Um, but there's no right or wrong answer. But if you could be anywhere in the world right now, where would you be? Either right here, because I'm, I'm loving being in Ann Arbor, being close to home, like, mm-hmm. um, or I'd say Vancouver Island. Uh, that place, that's where we van life at, is like my favorite place ever. Uh, Victoria's great. Like the island's beautiful. Uh, I really want to go back to Canada and explore more of that. But yeah, that place was amazing. But honestly, I'm liking being here in Ann Arbor. I'm liking where I'm at in life. Um, there's a lot going on. Days are moving by fast, but I feel like I don't know. I'm able to do fun things like this and meet cool people and like you know, it's I I, I think I'd stay here. A hundred percent. I think that's really crucial to it. Just like staying present in the moment and not necessarily always just thinking to the future. Because I think then that makes you stop like enjoying where you're at right now in life. So I'm glad that, yeah, just like in the present moment, living life, having fun as you should. Um, And then so my next question is, I know you're kind of like into movies. I watched your, um, I think it was the one about the soundtrack of your, like make a soundtrack of your life. And I saw Minari, Minari on there. And Minari was like such a great movie, definitely on my top. Um, But so I was wondering what's the best movie you've seen like in the last year or just recently or even just in general so i really liked her first of all like i watched that recently um great movie mm-hmm. um but i do like more documentary style stuff so there's this documentary on hulu called minding the gap uh it's about like skateboarding and uh, how that following this friend group as they grew up which is really cool mm-hmm. um Mining the Gap is great. And also there's this documentary by Shia LaBeouf that's very uh, not well known. Uh, It's called, and I went through like a Shia LaBeouf phase. I love American Honey. That's Mm -hmm. probably like objectively one of my favorite movies, but there's a documentary called hashtag take me anywhere. And it's this project he did a long time ago. I had no idea about this until recently, but he'd like tweet his coordinates on Twitter every day or something. And someone would pick Mm -hmm. him up and he'd try to hitchhike across the U S and so uh, watching that was really cool. Uh, So take me anywhere uh probably one of my favorite pieces of media yeah very cool wait i'm definitely gonna check that out that sounds so interesting that's definitely like right up your alley too i feel like just like doing spontaneous things traveling like 100 percent. okay definitely we'll check that out um and then my next fun question is what would the theme song of your life be oh that's a good question let me think about that i think (laughs) that changes seasonally and very often oh that makes sense um i think like yeah going back to minari there's a song called jacob and the stone that i really love from that soundtrack Mm -hmm. um and i think that would kind of be the theme song for my life right now i feel like i'm kind of just i don't know i like the emotional instrumentals i'm kind of like went from being super social in the beginning of school to now like pulling back and being less Mm -hmm. social so it's more chill um i really love that song so yeah i'd say like jacob and the stones like from that soundtrack is just incredible for sure no i love the minari soundtrack it's like this sounds this also sounds a little bit like corny but like when i'm just walking to class and i want to romanticize it i just like put yeah. in my headphones like play some minari play some like yeah. la la land and i just like am right in my zone i feel like i'm like in a movie just like being the main character in a movie walking to class going to my adamto class just like walking <laughs> but <Dang>. yeah <laughs> yeah hey, I'm, that's i know i know my goodness tell me about it it's like absolutely insane oh but yeah, I will definitely give that a listen. Love the Minari. Everybody that's listening as well should check out the Minari soundtrack. Um, but onto my last few questions. They're kind of like brain teasers, also kind of fun questions. Um, 
But so what is, or let's do, yeah. What is the craziest or the most like daring thing you can think of that you've done throughout all like your different spontaneous adventures? I think, okay, there was this point in the van life trip with Natalie where the van almost tipped over. We never got any footage of this, but essentially because I drove for most of the trip, but we're driving to try to get to this like trail we found for sunset. Um, and so we, we, we drive through the side, like you come off to the side of the highway, you kind of get on this dirt road and we start driving and we're playing classical music. It's like bump in where you're like just five and it's a good time. And so we gun it up this hill and the grade starts getting higher and higher. It's all, all, uh, basically all gravel and we're yeah. going higher, higher. And this van, like when you try to drive it, it, it literally feels like it's going to fall apart any second as well. Oh, but like we're driving and all of a sudden we're like, oh shit. Like, I don't know if we're going to be able to like make it. Um, and so we start panicking and essentially like we're on this steep hill like this is the van and we turn off the classical music first of all none of this is recorded that's how you know it's intense natalie gets out of the van starts freaking out she's like oh crap and i'm like what do i do and so i have to like like go like this and then i'm like sideways like here so it's like about to tip over (gasps) and then i have to go back and forth and rip it down back down the hill it was the most scary moment like there was like a 50 50 chance that i would have ruined natalie's van and made it fall over which is so stressful um but yeah i don't know how that didn't screw the van over um that was pretty intense and also like in that video we show the van brakes went out which was really scary because we were driving up and down on hills and like if they went out we would have been screwed but i opened the door and and it just starts smoking like everywhere Mm -hmm. but yeah i think definitely like when i drove up that hill that was very daring yeah scary also in montana Mm -hmm. this is another story i've never told my parents this they're gonna hate me for this but basically uh there was this guy that lived at the front of the the driveway basically it's like a long winding drive down to the house and so the airbnb owner told us like when more people come you can park up there but there's this guy that lives at the top who like called himself the sheriff in town and so we parked the van there and he comes out with a gun came out with a like m16 rifle um and asked for our ids so it's crazy dude i actually have this on video because we try to get a restraining order on him oh my uh, and so we have to give him our ids because we can't really like you know mm-hmm. um like argue with a guy with the gun but that was pretty scary because he yeah. was like literally pointing a gun at us but yeah oh. besides that I think that's <laughs> about it um nothing too crazy but yeah a few near-death experiences for sure come a yeah. long way yeah long nothing way. too crazy nothing too crazy at all <laughs> that's absolutely insane oh my gosh props to you for like going through that whole like i don't even know what i'd do in that situation like having Dude, to pop the button yeah i was like oh my goodness well love that also if your parents are listening i guess you you know what you're alive you're alive you're here that's all that matters that's a year ago yeah exactly that's all that matters that's all that matters okay my last and final question which is a brain teaser is if you're sitting in a first class flight who would be next to you and what would you ask them Hmm. probably one of my parents to be honest like honestly i feel like it'd be cool to talk to a lot of these people like they're doing cool stuff but at the end of the day I feel like that'll eventually happen and I have faith in that so mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be I want to take more trips with my parents um you know I think being in college has made me realize that especially so yeah mm-hmm. I want to be with like with my mom and my dad yeah for sure and then what do you what would you ask them oh what I asked them oh interesting yeah. um 
I don't know. I want to hear more stories about my parents' childhood and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't heard everything. Yeah. I haven't had the time to ask them that. So it'd probably be something along the lines of like, what was it like growing up? Or like, yeah. what's a fun memory from your childhood? I feel like I don't ask them that a lot, but they probably have some crazy memories. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's, that's a pretty basic answer. But I mean, yeah, no, that's a, I would say that's a good one because honestly, as like also coming from an Asian household, I feel like my parents don't talk about themselves a lot or like about what they went through. Like I just yeah. recently found out my dad immigrating to America, all he had was like $100 in his pocket. And he told Jeez. me like for one week, all he could eat was like a loaf of bread and like a sliver of butter that's all he like sustained on and like he had all these stories about what he had to go through to get to where he is today and i'm just like dad i could write like so many books so many movies about your life and you just like casually gave that to me on a sunday and i was like (laughs) very like it's just crazy do you know what i mean so i i definitely agree with that i definitely agree with that that's a very good one um but yeah i guess like ending it off is there anything you want to say to listeners um any promo um wholesome simon etc anything like that yeah nothing nothing there just uh thanks for the interview really fun um i don't know i'm excited to because like i feel like being on campus i've been trying to find more creative people so it's nice to do stuff like this and and talk to you and uh, and i appreciate it if you're listening hope you're doing great um and yeah like i I think that's it i'm really excited to to continue talking to you and just like getting to know what creative things you're doing i think it's really exciting so yeah yeah for sure oh my gosh i'm so glad and thank you to everybody who's listening to this point go check out all of simon's socials stuff he's doing on youtube etc but yeah so good talking to you and i will catch you listeners on the next episode bye